so upset with myself. Like, why? Why do I do this? I, I know it's counterproductive. It is not getting me where I need to go in life. When I'm struggling with things that are important, it's the, the hardest. Why? Why do I do this? Taylor Stevens, the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt, one word at a time. Taylor, I got up at 4 o'clock this morning, like I often do. Oh, my God. Because I, it, it's completely <laughs> quiet in the house, uh, nothing is going on, and it's a great time for me to write. So, what did I do? You may be asking yourself, Steve, what did you do? When you got up at four in the morning. That was getting up at four o'clock in the morning for you. Yes. Well, what I meant to do was to get up and begin writing. But what I did instead was to check YouTube because I (laughs) wanted to watch this four minute video that I'd heard about yesterday. And all of a sudden it was 530 in the morning. I was going to say, meanwhile, four hours later. Yeah. And Julie was up. So the the quiet time was gone. And I, I just wanted to bang my head against the desk because I had wasted the best part of, of my writing day. So is it just me or do other people do that too? I'm pretty sure that anybody who doesn't do that is probably like Elon Musk or <laughs> Steve Jobs or <laughs> Bill Gates. And for a very good reason. <laughs> The rest of us, we are mere mortals. So what did you do? What do you what do you waste time doing? Oh, I shouldn't say waste time doing. No, um, it is it is it is time wasteful. I mean, it, it it is really when you think about what your priorities are and what's going to benefit you in your life. My downfall is usually um, Facebook, not reading people's threads and stuff like that. It's either some of the videos, like videos that get shared on Facebook. Like once you watch one, then they just keep scrolling and scrolling Mm -hmm. and scrolling. And um, or the um, the Facebook Marketplace, where you see the things that people are selling on there, and just like a rabbit, uh, the the marketplace. I, yeah, I didn't it, even know there was a Facebook, Facebook marketplace. Facebook decided to be eBay, I guess. Um, well, what it is is that, you know, you know how we have our group, the Taylor Stevens Fan Club on Facebook. There's a lot of groups that are, are garage, online garage sales or, um, you know, communities that are based on things that people have a particular passion or interest in, like maybe an equestrian equestrian groups or whatever. And they will buy, they'll offer things for sale. They're sale groups where you can sell things that you have available. And I guess Facebook realized how much was going on on that. And so they're like, oh, well, we'll just create a marketplace where somebody who posts in one group could list it on the marketplace as well. And then anyone can search for it, even if they're not in that group. Oh. And, you know, you can do it by you can only do it on your phone you can't do it on the computer and you can do it by how you know distance you can set the city you can set you know all kinds of different search criteria and it just you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll things that people are selling you see all these pictures and it's just like it's addictive and so i wait i oh lord knows i've wasted way too much time in there so why do you think we do this? And I, I think it's probably maybe everyone does it. 
or, or, or maybe it's just the nature of doing creative work. When your brain starts to engage, it's, it's, it's almost like, okay, now the hard work is going to start. And then, you know, that, the, the squirrel thing that just jumps out in front of you all off to the side, the squirrel jumps up, and then you're just gone. Well, it's funny you should say that and, and mention that. I think this should be the topic of our today's show. Today's topic is... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're the boss. Why we we waste time. Okay. Um, Well, the reason why I think it would make a good topic is because it's fresh on my mind. Um, You know, I've I've talked many times about my struggle with procrastination. I do have ADD diagnosed. um, I've fought it my whole life, and it finally got to the point that I couldn't fight it anymore. And, and, you know, I'm seeing a doctor for it and everything. And um, it Procrastination is always going to be something that I have to fight, but sometimes it's worse than others. And I will go into a day where I just, I'm just raring to go. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to get done. And I just fail so miserably. So one of the things that I do when I'm struggling with myself, and, and I've talked about this on in emails and on other podcasts before, is I journal. And it helps me to sort through some of the issues that I'm personally dealing with and get that clutter out of my head so that I can write. And so this was a topic in one of my journals yesterday. I was not yesterday, a few days ago. I was just so upset with myself. Like, why? Why do I do this? I I know it's counterproductive. It is not getting me where I need to go in life. Um, You know, when I'm struggling with things that are important. It's the the hardest. Why, why do I do this? And I got to thinking about the real reason we do this as humans, I believe, is because it feels good. And that's what any addiction is, is it, it feels good. And it feels way better than the hard work of working, especially, I think it might even be a, uh, a side effect of working as an author, especially when you're only getting one book done a year, and we've talked about this before, is it takes so long before you finally get the satisfaction of seeing something finished or completed. There's no reward in it at all. It's just day after day after day after day of no reward, which, you know, we've talked about the cookies and, and everything else. Your your brain, your subconscious, you know, you're just like, it wants to feel good. And if if having to choose between um, something that doesn't feel good or something that does feel good, obviously it's going to choose the feel good. And I got to thinking about that because there have been times in my life where I've watched documentaries or shows or, or heard stories about people who've gotten hooked on heroin. And the there can be quite an outcry from some who've never suffered through addiction who are like, you know, how selfish they just, you know, their own needs are more important than everybody else's. And that there have been times when I've looked at that and gone, what a waste. They let their desire for this drug completely overtake their life and they've wasted their entire life. And I realized, but you know what? We all, with our addictions, do the same thing. It's just more socially acceptable to waste time and procrastinate than it is to take heroin. (laughs) But to the brain, it's the same thing. We are escaping something unpleasant and seeking something that rewards our 
dopamine reward, whatever, I'm not a doctor, centers in our brain. And so it's it's one thing to turn around and say, oh, to, to those who have some obvious, you know, big in-your-face mm-hmm. breakdown of, of what they've done. It's the same mechanisms. And so I got to thinking about that of, well, if doing all these other things that are not productive, and maybe they're even a little bit productive, but not in the grand way that will actually get your life goals closer to being completed, if, if that is all being chased by your brain because it feels good, how then do you make doing the hard work of writing or whatever it is that your brain is, is struggling with, how do you make that equally rewarding? I don't have the answer to that, but I know, I believe anyway, that the only way truly to make it so that as an individual, you're not continually seeking other things that are non-productive is to find a way to make the work as rewarding and as feel good as those addiction, other addiction feeding things are, whether it be television or online games, or in my case, Facebook, or in your case, YouTube, whatever it is, find a way to make the work more rewarding than that. When, when I have a day where it's not a struggle, the words come, and, and I'm not even talking about making the words awesome. Like sometimes for me, even getting a decent amount of crappy words is just, there's my, my brain won't work. It's, it's, ping pong balls in there just bouncing all over the place. And I I can't get what I'm trying to say to actually come out even crappily. But to have a day where it does come and I can get my word count done and get to the end of the day and go, wow, I got words. That makes me feel good. Like I can do that again tomorrow. And, And enough of those days together and you have a book. It's awesome. It doesn't it doesn't feel like hell every single day. So I was thinking, well, what do I need to do to make it so that I can get those words and not feel like I'm just a cat of nine tails against my back all day long trying to drive this thing forward? And I was like, okay, well, one of the, the things I used to do that I, I've fallen out of the habit in the, in the chaos of life is I used to think a lot more about where I was in the story and what the characters were feeling and, you know, just be in their heads and it would give me ideas and I would jot those ideas down. And so the next day when I got to the computer, I always just started off with entering my, my notes, my thoughts into the, onto the, into the manuscript. And that was always my starting point for, for getting the words down. And then I could go back later and clean them up and move them where they needed to go. So that's my challenge for myself now is to really try and think through what tomorrow might bring and find some answers and just jot notes so that when I face the computer the next morning, I have something to get me started with. And so far, and I'm afraid to even say anything for fear of jinxing it, the last few days have been pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) When you're you're writing, uh, especially early draft type things, do you... Do you spend a lot of time in the character's head, like like non-writing time? Like, say you get up and fix yourself lunch or something like that. Are you thinking about the story? Are you thinking as the character? How how do you how do you keep it all going? 
that that was how it used to be for me. Um, apparently, life was a lot simpler back then. I had so much time to just think and daydream, and you know that would all help me as it came time to to get that characterization on on the page. And it seems like lately there are so many other things that occupy that same mental space in my head that I'm not as free to just let my mind wander and daydream and and imagine. And so. I would say that would be a great way to do it, and I'm hoping to get back to it. Okay, so perfect day. Perfect day. D- describe what a perfect day would be, not in terms of, of production, but in terms of what's going on in your mind in terms of the story. Um, perfect day is I'm not worrying about having to make phone calls because some customer service person screwed up an account somewhere that's going to take me two hours to deal with and that I didn't hear from my health care provider saying your insurance has been canceled and now I got to go figure out how to get a new insurance and then spend a day working that out. And I don't have to worry about taking the car in to get the oil changed or that my faucet froze and now I got to hire a plumber. Um, I don't have to worry about filing business taxes and personal taxes and taxes for relatives who don't know how to do taxes. And I don't, you know, it's like all these other things are, don't exist. Mm -hmm. And I can just get up, journal, make myself something to eat, maybe take a walk and be thinking about the story, sit down, put down onto the page what it was. I was thinking about the story and not get any phone calls or texts, or emails, and just be left alone. And maybe my internet connection goes down. That would be nice, too. Oh, yeah, that but, would be but, awesome. Yeah. But it's a, plan, it's a planned outage, so I don't have to figure out how to get the internet provider's number without an internet connection and call them and figure out what the heck is going on. So it's a planned internet outage. I know it's going to be out for four hours. Great. I'm just going to sit here and work until it comes back on, and then I'll go look up those things that I have questions about. And when you're thinking, when you're in that mental place, when you're – even if you're fixing a sandwich, you're still thinking about the story, thinking about the characters. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about story points? Are you thinking about where the story's going? Are you thinking about how the characters might react to something or how they might view something? What's, what's going on in your mind? It's usually like there's a scene or two – that I've recently started sketching out and I'm thinking about the character in that situation and what they would be feeling and what they would say to the other person. And it it often, because my brain is a perpetual pinball machine, it doesn't ever stick with one scene and it bounces around and, you know, flashes of word, not the specific words, but like concepts and emotions will come to me. And, when I'm smart, I go write those down Mm -hmm. because I know they're fleeting. They don't stay. And, you know, or the character might, I can almost hear the character's voice saying, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, oh yeah, they would be saying, they would be thinking something about that in terms of this situation that they're facing. And they'd probably, you know, want to go investigate this or, or whatever, or maybe it's a conflict between them and somebody else. And, you know, they would react in such a way. And so I, I start jotting that. Sometimes it's a, a flash of history that would make sense in this present. Sometimes it's, oh, there's that part that I wrote four days ago that it would actually go better together with this other scene. And the transition of how to blend one to the next will pop into my head and I'll go jot that down. It's just like 
brainstorming but by yourself where you're just free you're the, the connections are just free to fly and it, it doesn't follow a rhyme or reason it's just very very scattered but within that scatteredness are flashes of oh yeah and then you go and write those down and how do you how do you organize the scatteredness the result of the scattered mind that winds up on either the computer or on a page somewhere how do you how do you organize it if you've got like oh i had this thought for uh the way this particular scene might end six chapters from now uh plus i was thinking about the current scene plus i was thinking about the ending how do you how do you i, I guess so organize I no, all of that so I that it's no there pads. when you need it I have notepads all over the place and note cards and stuff like that. And so I'll, I'll scribble down those ideas and it'll be like when so-and-so does this dot, dot, dot. And then I'm just like shorthanding all these like um, thoughts that have come to it. And then scratch a line underneath that when this scene dot, 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 dot. But then, then what do you do after you, after you, um, after you, so you make those notes, because I've got notebooks all over the house too, and I can't make heads or tails of them. So then I, I get those and I sit down with them at the computer. Now, I know that everybody has their own different writing processes. And mm -hmm. for me, I just work in a Word file. And one of the challenges of working in a Word file is that you basically have to have the whole story in your head, like you remember what you've written, or you have to remember specific words that you've used in that story because the only way you can find something in 100,000 words of straight text is to search for it. And you got to have something to start with, right? Now, thankfully, I've been blessed with a fairly good memory, and I haven't burned out all my brain cells yet, so it still works most of the time. With those note cards, I will search for the scenes that I'm referencing on them and just tack on those notes in that scene in brackets or whatever so that when it's time for me to go back and, and work on it, there's the material is right where it needs to be. Or if it's a scene or something that I haven't really worked on yet or doesn't have anything connected, I'll just caps it out and, and put like a special marker, like plus, plus, plus sign on in front of it, mm -hmm. which is easily searchable. And I'll write when X, Y, Z dot, you know, and then go and put my notes in there. So when it's time and such a character is having an argument with so-and-so, I'll go, okay, I know I wrote some, I had these ideas about that, where did I put them? And I'll just search for it, you know, argument with so-and-so and bam, my rough notes are there and I'll just move that whole block over to the scene I'm working on and use that as my rough material. Okay, and you're right. Everybody does have their own way of doing things, but I love hearing about, I, I love hearing all the different ways that, that people organize their thoughts when they're, when they're writing things. You know, I've, I've seen pictures of, of people that do the three-by-five card things, and they're scattered all over tables, and, and they're hung up on walls and things, and it's cool and it's beautiful because they use different color markers, and their handwriting is perfect. You know, I tried doing the card thing, and I couldn't read the cards because my handwriting was so bad. <laughs> I tried it, but... I don't have enough space in my house for that, and I didn't find that it really helped me get any more organized in my thoughts than doing it in blocks, scene blocks on a plain piece of word blank page did, so I stopped. Okay, one last question now regarding um, the tendency to veer away from work and, and towards uh, pleasure-centric uh, time wasters. Do you have now that now that you've given us some thought, do you have any triggers where you can say, ah, I am doing it again. I need to get back to it. 
Yeah, well, obviously. And, and, you know, I know these things, I've been taught these things from my doctors um, dealing with ADD, but I'm sure that they're the same for everybody, just on a slightly different scale. And that is that anytime the brain has to struggle, it automatically tries to kick you out and, and go do something else. And the difference between a normal person procrastinating and somebody who's suffering like this is that the normal person will eventually get back to it and the person who's suffering with bad ADD will procrastinate to the point of self-destruction. In, in my case, I know that if I have a day where all I have to do is go through what's already written and just clean it up and tweak it, I will sit there and stare at that screen in a fugue state of focus that I lose track of time, I lose track of everything because I am that focused into it not a problem. But if I have to come up with content from scratch <laughs> and create something and figure out how somebody is doing something and figure out how a scene is set and I'm just building that raw material, I can't I can't sit still for five minutes. And so that's why for me, a solution is having rough notes already ready to go from the night before. That would work for me. I don't know if it would work for everybody, but knowing what it is that causes me to just just immediate, like, I can't, I can't, I can't focus on this. Then trying to find something to mitigate that is going to be the best thing for me to do. Okay. Listener question. So instead of call to action, clever, cleverly titled listener question. Um, I, I think whether you're an author or not, everybody, everybody, as Taylor said, is faced with this. You've got things to do, and all of a sudden, something else pops into your mind that would be more fun, so you go and do it. Or less strenuous, less less yes. mentally or emotionally strenuous. Yes. So what are those things for you? That's what I would be really interested in hearing. You know that I, I have a tendency to get sucked down the YouTube rat hole, and I never did that before I discovered Casey Neistat. And all of a sudden, I started okay, watching his you're videos. Gonna, you're going to feed us all a new addiction. Thanks. Well, Steve. Casey, he, he did a <laughs> daily vlog and he stopped doing it, which is like I, I was so thankful when he stopped doing it. But that got me watching YouTube. And I'm like, wow, there's some amazing stuff on YouTube. So now I use I do this on Friday mornings. It, I get up early in the morning and write, and by Friday morning, I'm mentally exhausted, so I allow myself to spend a little bit of time on YouTube on Friday mornings, and this morning it just got, like, totally, totally out of control. So what do you do? That's what I, I would like to hear, and hopefully Taylor would like to hear it as well. So you can call us on the hotline, leave a comment at the website, uh, leave a comment in the group, uh, the Taylor Stevens Fan Club group, or send an email. Any of those things would be great, and uh, we will talk about it the next time we're uh, all gathered together yes i would really enjoy that all right thanks everyone for listening we will be back again next tuesday see you guys next week